0: Welcome to another episode of Truths Be Told, the podcast. It's a comedy storytelling podcast that perhaps you listen to regularly, or maybe it's your first time. Welcome. Uh, This is a podcast that will delight your heart, your mind, your ears with true stories from very cool people, all based around a theme that changes up every episode. I'm your host, Lindsay Mullen, and uh, to set the scene, I'm in my living room. It is the morning. I woke up recently, and uh, soon I will be making my trek down to Starbucks in the Annex, where I will uh, I will, get a drink and perhaps one of those, those bento boxes that Starbucks provides for all the people out there that need portion control and don't know how to go to the grocery store. Yeah, so sometimes I, like a total sad lady, go over to Starbucks and eat what they tell me to. A bunch of nuts in the corner of a box and a hard-boiled egg, yeah. Today's episode is is all about first-time experiences. That's why the title of the episode is My First Time. Perhaps when you were clicking on the episode, you thought, oh, this is intriguing. Maybe it will be a bunch of stories about people getting nailed for the first time. Well, you're only partly right. We do have some virginity-losing stories. But uh, this show is more about first-time experiences, you know? Something that sticks out in your mind as the first time you did something, right? When I think of first time experiences, what jumps into my mind are not, you know, losing virginity stories so much, even though you might be thinking, oh, come on, Lindsay, tell us how you lost your virginity. Well, you know what? I've given you enough smut on this podcast, time to give you something more innocuous, a lot of the first-time experiences that come to my mind are food-related, and I think that's because I am a picky eater. There's so many things I don't like. I don't like onions. I don't like that unexpected crunch of an onion. If I am eating something and I don't know there's an onion in it, and I get that unexpected crunch, I just spit everything out. I don't like tomatoes. I don't like pickles. I don't like mustard. Anyways, so first-time experiences that stick out to me are usually when I try a food that I end up liking because with me as a a very picky eater, you know, as soon as I find something new that I like, I I just eat it constantly. I just go nuts. They'll be like, I'll make myself sick on it. Kind of like when I hear a new song on the radio I like. My dad always used to be so annoyed because if I liked a song, I would have to hear it like 20 times in a row until I hated it. That's what I... That's what I wanted. I'm a bit. I'm a bit obsessive that way. So memories that cross my mind are like in my mid twenties. I discovered pad Thai, cause you can just say no bean sprouts, no unexpected crunch, and it solves all your problems. No onions. Uh, it's delicious. I got obsessed. I just started eating it constantly. Got a tiny little belly from it. Um. Oh. Uh my classic, my first love, Chef Boyardee. Yeah, that's right. Mini bites, little mini raviolis. I discovered that like age five. I remember we were like camping with extended family and they cooked it up and I went, what is this? This is sweet nectar. What is this? Oh, tomato sauce with no lumps. Is it tomato sauce? What is this? It's like dog food in a can. Well, I want to be a dog. If that is dog food, then woof, woof, woof. I'm into it. It was so good. I just looked at my mom and went, whatever this is, please buy it. And my mom being a little bit, uh, a little lazy, but also um, just happy to find something I liked, went fine. And I have eaten so much Chef Boyardee over the years. <laughs> Oh, it's still my comfort food. If I've worked really hard, get a vitamin water, get some Chef Boyardee, put on a rom-com, I'm good. Here's a fun little anecdote. The first time that I ever tried cream cheese. A couple years ago, in my mid-twenties, I had an, an audition that my agent sent me on for a commercial for Philadelphia cream cheese. And this isn't an ad for um, Philadelphia cream cheese, if you're wondering. Uh, This really happened. And so I had to go into the audition, and they had tons of bagels there and, like, buckets of Philadelphia cream cheese. And basically the thing was uh, they had it spread on a bagel, and I had to take a bite, and I don't even remember what the ad copy was, but it was probably just... Me on the run, woman on the run in her 20s. Got to get going. I'm a mom and I have a job and I'm fun and fearless. And I need my my cream cheese to keep me on the go. Uh, that's usually the kind of shit I go out for. Um, anyway, so they wanted me to take a bite and probably make some quirky face and run out the door. So they had the product there. And I hadn't eaten any breakfast that morning. And it was like 9 or 10 a.m. And I was really hungry. And in the audition, they they had me do it. I took a bite. I chew. I make it look like it's delicious. And to my surprise, it was delicious. I guess I'd never really taken a true bite of Philadelphia cream cheese. I took a bite and I was like, oh my God. And then when they called cut, they said, okay, you can spit it out in this garbage can. We're gonna try another take. And I I just swallowed it. I was like, it's okay, let's move on. And I think I did it again for them. And then at the end of the take, they're like, okay, you can just throw the rest of that bagel with cream cheese in the garbage. We've got new ones for the next person. And I just look at them and I went, can, can I have it? But can I have it? And they kind of looked almost annoyed. Like, I mean, yeah, I guess you can, you can have the bagel with cream cheese if you want. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. And really, when I think about it now, that should have been the commercial. That's what the commercial should have been. It should be an actor who's auditioning for a Philadelphia cream cheese commercial like a really meta commercial. And uh, she has the the cream cheese and she doesn't want to spit it in the spit bucket. That's that's how you sell cream cheese. Anyways, I didn't get the part. But after that, I was like going to, to bagel places and being like, can we try cream cheese on it this time? Just let's get crazy. Let's try cream cheese. So that's a first time for me. That's the first time I tried cream cheese. And uh, now I'm addicted. I eat it all the time. Now let's jump into the quote of the episode about first times. This is kind of a different angle on first times. Maybe you're thinking I'm going to say something classic like, um, today is the first day of the rest of your life. Yeah, I could say that. I just did. But that's not the quote I truly chose for this episode. This quote is by Maya Angelou, the quote queen. And uh, the quote is, When someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. That's the kind of first time you got to take note of. As a person who has had to deal with relationship changes and relationship loss over the last few years. Um, I noticed that I have a habit of not seeing people for who they truly are even when they're showing it to me because I want them to be something else that they're not. But that just leads to pain. That's pain that's gonna come get you later. So believe people. Their actions speak louder than their words. Believe them the first time, not the 10th time. All right, time to jump into our stories. Our first guest, he's amazing. He's so funny and wonderful. And he tells a first-time experience story that really, you know, started his, his, his career and his passion and, and just carved out a whole trail for him in life. This is Ryan Belleville. Enjoy, guys. I'm with Ryan Belleville. Hi, (laughs) what's going on? Uh, We're sitting in your hotel room because it's good for sound
1: it's way better downstairs it is a total (laughs) just business show
0: yeah there were just hundreds of guys in business suits and they're rah 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 yeah and they sounded terrible it
1: was guys it's a sausage party
0: it was a sausage party for sure yeah and not my type either
1: they're miners
0: miners yeah
1: like they're like miners oh they're like polluting drinking water
0: oh they were all that was a That's why we weren't vibing. I missed my contact and I wasn't feeling it with anyone. No,
1: dead eyes, dead eyes, like. There's
0: a lot of dead eyes. Mm -hmm. Nice suits, dead eyes. Mm -hmm. So we are in the intercontinental. Don't tell people. (laughs) Why? Oh, no, I'll be long, long, (laughs) long. By the time this drops. Yeah. Uh, with the with the man on the run, yeah. Ryan Bellville.
1: I'm just afraid the bellheads as my fan oh base. Oh my god, that's, that's the grossest
0: them. thing you've ever bell-heads. said. Uh yeah. Ryan and I know each other a little bit, but more we are part of a fraternity. We're both mm. part of the Loose Moose Theater Company. Mm-hmm. So we've come from the same place in Calgary. We're
1: contemporaries. We're
0: contemporaries. Yeah. And I'm happy to have him on the show. And you're an actor and a stand up. Yeah. And you, know, you live in Los Angeles now.
1: I do live in LA. I used to live in LA all through the two thousands, and I was like, ugh, LA. I got sick of it. And then I came back here for a long time and worked. And then I was like, ugh, Canada. Oh, Canada. Gross. Now we're back in LA. Now
0: you're back in LA. And now
1: we gotta stick around because we just it costs a lot to move.
0: It really does. Yeah. And you have kids. Babies. And babies.
1: two kids. I have a a dog. I have a a lovely wife.
0: Is, <laughs> i'm glad she showed up somewhere she did yeah. she did yeah but yeah yes okay so you have a you have a story to tell me
1: well i mean like i, I we, you were i looked at all the you just like hey what about this subject what about this subject
0: you're getting real behind the scenes i, I asked him if he had any topics <laughs> of stories
1: well i was just thinking about uh because we go way back a lot of people don't actually know my history they're going oh is he, he's a comedian but a lot of people see me on TV as a comedian. A lot of people have seen me as an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't know where I came from. And I, like, I came from Calgary, Loose Moose Theater, an improviser. But um, really, like, when I was 17 years old, I started street performing. And, like, I went away from home and was staying in some shady places and performing. And then again, when I was 18, I, I went over to Australia and I just started street performing and traveling around. Wow. And people uh, are always perplexed. Like, so you didn't do, like, comedy clubs. I'm like, no. I was terrified of doing stand-up. It just seemed like the most terrifying thing. Even though I'd already been improvising for about four years before that.
0: And shouting on the street, trying to pull people in, seems less difficult.
1: It, exactly. I'm like, okay. what? This didn't seem so scary. And also, I had friends. I had friends that I was performing with, and we were doing stunts. And we were terrible at it. We were so bad at first. Um, like we tried doing my, me and my friend Ken. Yeah, started Ken. doing stuff. Ken Gardner. We started. Uh, we're like we were just floundering around trying to find anything, any way to make people stop. We were hanging out uh, out front of the Sydney Opera House. Just broke, wow. broke, 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 and just trying to get people to stop and give us enough money to justify uh, um, what we're doing and also eventually to like eat and we, we started out we might make five dollars and we would do we would do everything from we tried to do an improv on the streets yeah which is uh, which is difficult uh, we tried doing stunts we were doing things like lighting off firecrackers in our mouth that was probably our first oh big thing that got people's attention um, but it sort of burnt our taste buds a bit. These, like, these little party poppers. I don't know if you've ever seen those They look like uh, little champagne bottles and you pull yeah. them. They explode and they shoot streamers out. Yeah. So it's hilarious because you put it in your mouth and you pull it. And um, this is the first bit that we got that worked. You pull it and you open your mouth. A little bit of smoke comes out.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: they're so loud. You light one off at first. People, they're scary when you put it in your mouth. A little bit of smoke comes out and then streamers pour out of your mouth. And then we dummied one where we could pull it off. And my partners had no streamers in it just went boom. And then he's like, "Where'd the streamers go?" He's like, "Oh no!" And he'd run around, and we rigged his pants so he could jump in the air, and then streamers would shoot out of his ass.
0: Oh my god, this is great! So this is our finale. Is, it started highbrow. Oh, you're you're your immediately.
1: <laughs> if there's any like, yeah, if there's any artists out there going, "How do I make it in the world?" There's a, there's a clear. You can do a Venn diagram between poo <laughs> humor and money. And it really is.
2: Like, <laughs> that's where the money some is. Crossover. That's like yeah. that's
1: the sweet spot right there. High art is on the opposite end of the Vi- no, Venn diagram. No, no. So we're we're doing everything we can and eventually we start, oh we're making like ten dollars, we're making fifteen dollars, twenty, enough that we could uh, eat at Hungry Jack's, which is Australia's Burger King. Oh. Um I don't know the backstory behind why it's called <laughs> Why so is home. he hungry? Not What's going I, on? Who's Jack? <laughs> why is he not a king? Why is he not a king? <laughs> Um, especially in a Commonwealth. Anyway, so we're we're like eating food. We're we we're, we're getting a little bit better at this. I'm like I can't believe we're we're actually starting to make money. We got to a point where we could actually. We I think the highest we made was like three hundred dollars in one show, mm. where we had hundreds of people flocking out. We did escape routines, and I would jump them on a little bike. This is over a period of a couple of years. Of, yeah. of doing this nonstop, and I'm like I could make. I can make a, 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 a you know a living at this. There's a lot of guys that I have known now for years and they're doing even better than us and uh, but the longer I got I was on the street, you'd sit out in the sun, you'd be in the sun for 8 hours doing show after show, watching these guys, you just you just sit and smoke cigarettes and chat with them. You're like this is fun and it's like being in the circus but there's a handful of people who are the saddest people i've ever met
0: yes i've met many buskers there is a there a is sad quality some
1: of them are beautiful and i remember one weirdo that was rumple stilled skin who talked like this he was very strange he's beautiful and i'm like one year i met him and then i saw him a couple years later and i was like rumple how are you doing oh not good <laughs> what's wrong rumple <laughs> um i was uh street performing Recently, I went to Bosnia. And you're like, this is right after the Bosnian War. He's like, I didn't have any money. So I'm stuck. <laughs> like, why'd you go to Bosnia? So all these, like, misfits and weirdos and people who have drug problems are like, I got a kid. they like, well, where are they? Scotland. I'm like, you're right. in northern Australia. Like, you could not be further away from your kids. All, so you can escape a straitjacket on an outdoor mall for maybe 60 bucks in theory, tax-free. Yeah. Um, so this became kind of like a sad thing. And it was at the end of doing a, a run of festivals, I went, uh, my, it was my 21st birthday was coming up. So my cousin, who was Australian, was like, we're going to do a road trip through the desert, Australian Outback. We had a car, Mad Max style, two gas tanks in it. So we'd go, I think, 1,100 kilometers uh, in one go. And we went all the way up to Uluru and up to um, Airs Rock, as Uluru is Ayers Rock, I guess. You, you could be it.
0: making all this up. But I would have no well, idea. Well, Ayers
1: Rock is the... It, Uluru is the big rock in the middle of Australia, but it used to be called Ayers Rock, but that was the name of the white settler who found it, so it's
0: oh. Uluru. Oh, wait. That's better. Um yes, yeah, yeah. so
1: that's what it should be called. Anyway, so we went out there. We're in the middle of the desert, and this is after weeks of being unshaven and hanging out and not doing comedy and trying to think about what I'm going to do with my life. I'm 21.
0: Well, you're only 21 in this story. I'm
1: 21. This is my 21st birthday.
0: So much existential (laughs)
1: reflection. Well, again, I also started uh, performing comedy. I started performing when I was a kid, but I started performing comedy at 15. Yeah. And uh, I'd been more or less making a living at it for Mm -hmm. the last couple years before that. Even though occasionally you'd pick up a Joe job here and there.
0: And then you see these guys and you're like, so this is the track. This is where this goes. Is
1: this what I want to do with my life? I know I don't want to be like these suits that we just saw downstairs. Like that's my nightmare. Yeah, no one nightmare. wanted that.
0: No, that. That was my nightmare I could too. I can feel the
1: saliva leave my mouth when I see people like that. But um, <laughs> I, I knew that also there's a sad part to being the clown uh, for the rest of your life. And it is not simpatico with most of how the world works. And um, so we're hanging out there. And also my, my partners, like everyone has different jobs. People are have different girlfriends They're like a duo. I need a partner to perform with. So when I'm not with them, I'm making zero money. And we're hanging out, me and my cousin. We're at Uluru. We're at this outdoor camping site. And we go, there's a bar. There's like There's like an outdoor makeshift barbecue bar. So like, great, we need to go sit in a real pub and go have a beer that's not beside a campfire in the middle of the desert. So we go, we're smelly, we get some pitchers of beer, we get some barbecued, I think, uh, uh, crocodile. Oh, wow. Uh, And we're like, oh, we're really in Australia. And someone comes on a loudspeaker, there's a little stage, it goes, it's karaoke night, uh, in case you didn't know, and we have a competition for karaoke night. So sign up and uh, sing a song and uh, it'll be great. And there's maybe 500 people in this big outdoor area because it's the only real place to drink and get like a real meal. So, I'm like, I'm gonna sign up for karaoke. <laughs> I'm gonna sign. It's fun. I've been eating beans with a, a a guy in the desert. I'm gonna go sing a song. So I signed up uh, to sing um, uh, a Sinatra song. What is it? Uh, Please
0: tell me it's my way. No, it's not my <laughs> way. No, that would be
1: too. That would be too perfect. Uh, I've got you under my skin. Okay. So I go up and I sign up for that. One or two people get up. They're they're all right. Everyone's it's casual karaoke yeah. with drunk Aussies. They're like, uh, all right, Mr. Uh, Roy Belleville, could you come up? I'm like, all right. I go up to the front and uh, I get up there and they start playing the beginning intro uh, to the song. I'm like, all right. And it breaks. The karaoke machine breaks. The microphone's working, but it breaks. I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, and people are just starting to go, oh, boo, Like, where's the music? So I just start kind of like spritzing like I would on right. a street show. I start making fun of people in the audience oh. and doing shtick and... Uh, Quickly, I have the whole place is quiet, and I'm just killing in front of hundreds of people. And then at the, <laughs> at the end, they play the music, and I sing a little song, and I was by no means the best singer. But they immediately gave me like a $200 uh, bar tab. They gave me a hat, and I was like, uh, it's like, this is great. And at that moment, I realized, what the hell am I doing performing on the street uh, all the time, busting my ass, when you can stand in front of a microphone by yourself... And do that. I didn't have to light off a single firework in my mouth. Wait, is
0: this the first time you even thought about stand-up?
1: Yeah, this is basically the first time I did stand-up. I was terrified of it. And from that moment on, I'm like, oh, okay. And I never went back. I think I maybe did a handful of street shows after that at festivals here and there. But that was it. It was like I was in the stand-up world from that moment on. And I never looked back.
0: That's insane. Mm -hmm. Usually I vet the stories. This is the only interview I've done so far where someone just, I don't know what they're going to tell me. Okay, okay. Um, And oh my God, I love that. It's like a being hit by inspiration and lightning kind of story. It's an
1: origin story.
0: An origin story, yes.
1: it's, but it is one of those moments where you're like, I can't, oh, sometimes I, it feels like it happened to somebody else because it's such a weird, a weird thing, but, uh, most people can't pinpoint crossroads in their life. we are like, well, that's where a lot of things changed. But that was it. I was terrified of standing on stage and doing stand-up. I don't know why.
0: Yeah, because uh, you had been improvising for years and, and you know, doing fine scary. with that. Mm-hmm. It just seemed, I've always wanted to try stand-up and I've still never tried it. You should do I've it. done, like, sketch for years and the TV stuff and improv and yet I'm in place. But I'm just like, yeah. I don't know why I think... Well, it's, it's- I don't know what it
1: is. I, you can't, there's a the weird cycle. Like, I mean, I was so scared of that. Meanwhile, that same year, I was performing in Melbourne. This is like right before I went on my trip. I was performing in Melbourne, and like, we were attacked by like 15 dudes. And like, get, got punched, <laughs> and got punched and people threw our gear in the- Like, the only upside is that all I did was live on the street- so I was in decent shape, but
0: that's the devil, you know. You're like, I know getting yes, beaten up by dudes. Exactly.
1: It's I like, don't know what it's like to to bomb. Totally. It's like there was a. I remember we trying to chase a, a Chinese gang uh, kids from a Chinese gang who stole money, and you're like chasing him. Like, what am I doing? They all have knives. Like that was a world <laughs> that we lived in, but yet staying on stage in front of a microphone seems so daunting. And now I look at that and I go, that's the dumbest thing in the world. Wow. Like, yeah.
0: Oh my God. I love that story. I love that okay. so that's, oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, just so that we can brag about you for a minute and embarrass Please. you. Please. <laughs> or not embarrass mm. you. Uh, oh. You are now on a CBC show called Working Moms. Yes. And it's now on Netflix for America, yeah. too. It's an,
1: it's in America, which means it's a real TV show now.
0: Right? Yeah. 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 And who are re- you on that show?
1: I play Lionel, the lovable husband of Anne, who is played by Danny Kind. Uh, and yeah, I, we just are in the middle, or almost end of airing season three in Canada, but they just dropped the first season. It officially dropped. I've never been able to say that before, but it dropped... Uh, internationally and the US as an original like two weeks ago and now it's already on the top list so, that's yeah. so
0: exciting so it's
1: really exciting for them too like Catherine and Danny and uh, but it's a fun it's and, a fun show
0: and what you're saying is this interview I'm getting is like this pretty is soon it. I wouldn't be able to this get this interview this is
1: probably the last time we'll talk <laughs> I'm, I'm, I went from like street, like a street performer to a comedian, and now I'm like a legit actor.
0: A legit like douchebag. Like a real actor. <laughs> Great.
1: Yeah, Thanks no for
0: shame. being on the show. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. I am sitting here in West Hollywood, right? Yes. Yes, with my new friend, uh, Sarah Stunt. She is an actress and a writer. Hi, hi, hello. Hi. So <laughs> uh, I have you on the show today, remotely, uh, to uh, talk about virginity. Yeah, it's a it's a big topic. It's a good one. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. And um, you're interesting to me because your story um, is kind of two pronged,
3: right? Yeah. Yeah. There's like the real time, and then there's the the, whoops, whatever yeah. did it. Who cares time?
0: Because, you know, a lot of people think virginity is a thing where you're like, you lose it once. But I know for me, it was kind of more of two different times that I consider losing virginity. And you're the same.
3: Yeah, it's like we were saying earlier, the medical version, the emotional experience, very... It's
0: different, right? Very different, yeah. Like, one is like, you know, get two pumps and you're
3: done. Yeah, get her in. Let's just get rid of this. Check on the list. Yeah, and then the other is like... You're being seen
0: for the first time. Yes,
3: like from the inside out.
0: Ew. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Is
3: that inappropriate? Yeah, That's gross. No, it's <laughs> perfect for the episode. Uh,
0: so, Sarah, tell me your story.
3: Okay. Um, the first one. Yeah. Yeah, in the order I guess that works. So I was 15, and my friend and I. 15. Yeah, 15. Oh, uh, boy. I was 15, going on 74. Mm-hmm. My friend and I went uh, out. And we had some older friends and we had to pretend that we were older just to hang out with them because there was alcohol at this party. And we made it a mission to meet some guys and hook up with them and we went back to their To have
0: sex, that was the mission?
3: I don't know that it really started off that way, but I think when we got to their house and and we kind of like separated and went our own ways with the guys, we were like, Meet you in the bathroom in fifteen. How are you doing? She's like, I'm about to jump out the window. And I was like, cool. I think I'm going to have sex.
0: Was she trying to have sex too?
3: I think she probably would have gone for it, but he ended up sharing a basement apartment bedroom or something with another guy. So there were two guys down there, and there was a bunch of porn magazines everywhere. And she was just a little freaked out. And How old were these guys? I don't know. Um, 18, 19. Okay. So you're 15. I think. <laughs> you're cruising for it. Yeah, we're cruising.
0: Why, why now? Like, what made you think that night, I'm going to do, I want to hook up, I want to lose my virginity?
3: I feel like at that age, everybody's kind of super horny and talking about it. And I don't think that I cared enough about all the stuff that people were talking about. And I was, can I swear? Of course. Okay, I was like, fuck it. Let's just get it done. (laughs) Like, I I don't have an emotional attachment to this. It doesn't feel like a big deal. I just want to get out of the way
0: like it's a nuisance
3: it kind of felt like a nuisance i was like why is this a thing aren't people supposed to be planning their real lives right now like going away to school or moving away and having a life i was like why is why is it all about?"
0: wow you know. okay so this guy what was he like in a few words oh
3: he was so smarmy I, like, I can almost even remember the way he smelled. He had, like, a sticky, sweet smell that will Ew. always turn me off. Yeah. A sticky, sweet smell? Okay. Yeah, it was, like, summer, and I was like, ugh, you smell funny. But it didn't matter. I mean, he didn't know who I was. I was like, I'm never going to see you again. I can hear him kissing loudly still. It was just all sorts of bad, but it didn't matter. Because
0: he just wanted in and out.
3: In and out, yeah. So we're making out on the couch. And I'm like, this is weird. Have the check-in in the bathroom, and then I come out of the bathroom, and he's in the hallway, and that's where it happens. In in the hallway? Up against the wall. Like,
0: is this a party or just alone? No,
3: just like three guys living in this frat house. And that up against it. the wall was your first. That's like yeah. an experienced maneuver, usually. Well, I was 15 and very small, and he was more of a man, so it was easier so for it was him. So it's easier. To... Wow yeah okay so how was it awful good i don't feel like that i had any like nothing about it i was like ah, okay cool one two done i gotta go like thanks wow i think you did what i needed you to do <laughs> wow okay. that sounds really rude i guess no in like no. in hindsight but no it's fine he didn't care what he was, was th- his name i have no idea you have no idea what his name was. No, but I told him my name was Toby. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, so that was the uh, medical version. Yeah. The physical. Tell me this next part. Uh, I was 17, and I met a boy that I had a big crush on who happened to be a bit older. I think maybe he was like my first How old was he? Love. 20. Okay. And I knew his sister because we were in the same grade and went to the same school. And he and I had a bunch of mutual friends. It's like tattooed and had ear spacers. And, you know, this (laughs) is the height of like dashboard confessionals. Everything felt really dreamy and romantic. Sure. Of course. Right. I remember that. Did they
0: do a song for the Spider-Man soundtrack? Did they? They did. That was what they got famous for. That like. Vindicated,
3: whatever. Oh, that's that, really? That's,
0: yeah, if you watch the music videos, Spider Man shows up every few minutes, Like every few, few seconds, Spider Man's like on the wall and stuff.
3: That takes my nostalgia to a whole new place. I
0: know. That's like Kirsten Dunn's kissing upside down with Spider
3: Man. Well, that's and stuff. quite a move. So I guess yeah. that helps. So it was a dreamy, yeah. emo time for you. It was very emo. And I feel like he was kind of hesitant to like me because I was so much younger. But, gentlemen yeah he he was a gentleman, and he had a lot of friends who were really good people. Are you being sarcastic? No, they were I mean they were just had different beliefs or a set of beliefs than I did. What do you mean? Well, they were very Christian, right They were like very devoted to like devoted to oh. Trying to be gentle about this, so you can say sound. whatever. I'm <laughs> like, want. I don't want to offend anybody, but they were very Christian. So they, all their friends had, you know, coupled up a lot of promise rings, no oh, sex wow. before marriage. A lot of Christian concerts. Um, he kind of rode the edge of it. He was like rocker on one side, Christian on the other. He was a musician. He was a musician. Yeah, you know, one time, uh-huh. it's crazy. My parents were so strict, and you wouldn't believe that based on the first story I told you. But one time, he and his friends all went to a ski resort, and my parents actually let me go because they were so Christian that all the women stayed in one chalet and all the men stayed in another. So there was no worry that there would be any co-ed things happening. Wow. And nothing happened because they were so strict about So this guy was also really just...
0: Old fashioned? Was he not waiting till marriage or something?
3: I think he probably was at that point. But then we started dating. Yeah. Yeah. And we used to make out a lot. And then one day I was he was like, Wait, I'm a virgin. Are you a virgin? And I was like, Uh-huh. Oh boy. I'm like, Well yeah, kind of, you know, in the true sense of you know, it. Yeah. So I went to his house, he lived with his parents. Which is fine, but a little weird across the hall. Past my curfew. I have a bit of a cold. We're watching a walk to remember. Oh my god. Yeah, he he loved that movie. He said it was because of Switchfoot who did the soundtrack. Oh yeah. Switchfoot
0: did... plays music in that and they're their Christian band, right? I believe, yeah. Um and that's Mandy Moore and Shane West. Yes. I had a Shane West poster on my wall at did one you? point.
3: Yeah. I had a crush on Mandy Moore earlier when she came out with candy yes that song. i did yeah I was you like, had a crush on her yeah because i actually was an extra in a, one of her movies and i was <gasps> so close to her and i was like god sorry gorgeous. which one how to deal
0: i was just about to guess how to deal yeah oh wow okay yeah.
3: great so-, so i had a bit of a girl crush on mandy he had this thing for switchfoot <laughs> it just seemed to it was right and we just had that moment where we looked at each other and we were like now's the time wait in the middle of the movie? Yeah. I mean, Before it or after she time. reveals
0: she has cancer. Oh,
3: that's a good point. It may have been at that moment. We were just like at our emotional breaking points. We were like, you know, life's short. Let's do this.
0: Spoiler alert, guys. Mandy Borg gets cancer in that movie. <laughs> and it's really upsetting. I read that book one summer, like the summer of the movie coming out. And I just found it highly erotic for my 12 year old self really yeah I was just like oh my god I don't remember any sparks eroticism in that movie there's no eroticism it's just the just the idea that he's just so the, in love with
3: her oh the oh yeah the heartstring thing oh my god it's too much for me yeah I guess it was too much for us too because you know we gotta You it did in. it you did it
0: and how did that feel different how did that feel like losing virginity to you
3: I felt really vulnerable. And confused because I was like, well, that wasn't actually a lot of fun, but um, it's probably the first time, you know, like I shared something like that meant anything with anyone. Wow. It was heavy, you know, yeah. last year of high school, a lot of changes, older guy moving away. I was like, is this going to be the beginning of my life? Am I always going to have sex now? <laughs> like, am I a, an adult? Like, what does this mean? Wow.
0: And you never told him about the other time?
3: Nope.
0: <laughs> That's fine. Yep. So, wow. So it's always been, you see those two sides of virginity.
3: Yeah. And it's either, one, I believe that it's true, that there are two sides, or two, I feel kind of guilty about it, and I feel like I need to balance it out a bit. Oh, I mean, wow. that first sexual experience isn't my normal no. deviant behavior, so it felt... Even now feels a little... It's like the two sides of yourself. Right. Except I, I don't, I I don't act, like that anymore. I'm not saying... I know, I'm sure you don't.
0: I'm just saying, like, they're just such different sides yeah. to sexuality.
3: One felt like independence. The other one felt like emotional growth. You mentioned something about your mother yeah. at the end of this. So I got in so much trouble after that night because I was so late coming home and I kind of ignored her and like shut the door and tuned out and I was moody anyway because I'm 17 and I hate everything and can't wait to move out and my mom like sits down and she says are you having sex? And I just looked at her and started bawling because I was like it was weird to be seen like that from my mom and I had given her no indication that I was sexually active or anything but she just knew new. Yeah. And I saw it was kind of like a double whammy of vulnerability. Wow. Two contrasting worlds, you know. Grown-up yeah. world and then, you know, your mother.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's a really like are you happy with how you lost it?
3: Do you look back on it and go, "Yeah, okay." Or do you feel kind of I feel fine. I mean, I still feel like both of those experiences were just those like necessary humps to get over as you get older necessary humps yeah no good word no pun intended but uh right yeah it just felt like natural and a little bit coerced on my end but there you go it's fine i'm all good well sarah thank you for being on the show and sharing such a vulnerable private story thank you for having me i appreciate it okay bye bye
0: with Stacy McGonigal and Chris Wilson. Yes. 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 They are comedic performers (laughs) and actors. Mm -hmm. And they work at the Second City, Toronto on the main stage. Yeah. At a show called...
2: (laughs) Walking on Bombshells. Get it?
0: Yeah. 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 Like eggshells.
2: But bombs. But bo- or seashells. I don't know. Pick your shell. In a way, shell. way
0: of uh, saying these could be like intense jokes. We're going to have a message. Bombshells. Yeah. Bombshells. hundred percent. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, guys, thanks for being on the podcast and on the panel discussion where we're going to talk about first time experiences. I'm excited. Yeah? Yes. yes. Okay, good. So, are you guys, for starters, um, are you guys adventurous people? Do
4: you try new things for a first time often? Um, I would say more so now, but back in the day, no, not adventurous at all. Very much a prude. Yeah? Mm.
2: I, um, I kind of more go for the just say yes and see what happens kind of kind of vibe of life.
0: Really? Yeah. So, like, if, if you were on a trip with friends and they said we're going to jump out of an airplane and do, we're going to do skydiving, that oh, kind of thing, are you yeah. the type to do that? Yeah. yeah. I am
2: very much, I'm um, like... When my mom's like, if everyone's going to walk off a bridge, would you? I'm like, yeah, if I, everyone's doing it.
4: How cool are they? How cool are they?
2: <laughs> are we going to...
4: I'm walking off that bridge. Yeah. Gonna be the only are one we gonna
2: going to die? How
4: big's the bridge? <laughs> Obviously,
2: I don't want to die, but like, maybe we... Uh, is it bungee jumping? Sure. Why not?
4: Okay, wow. Yeah, you want trips like last minute too.
2: Yeah, I book my flights like three days three days before.
0: I've also heard through social media you're late to a lot of things.
2: Yeah, I'm late because I'm always looking up... I I gotta look up flights. (laughs)
4: Okay, great. Good. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm on
2: WestJet looking for sales. (laughs) Then I go, oh, shit, where's the time gone?
4: I gotta go. I'm late. (laughs) Stacy. Yes. Are you good at first impressions with people? Me? Yeah. No. That's first? (laughs) No? No, I think I have... I think I can tell... Pretty quickly, if I'm gonna be friends with somebody or like romantic, like I'll get like a vibe. But I think the way that my energy is in meeting people, it can it's a hit or miss.
0: Really, you're not a slow burn.
4: No, I think we know who I am instantly, and people make make a snappy decision. Would you say that, Chris?
2: Um. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> no or no. Um. What do you want me to say?
4: <laughs> no, I think that I have what like. What was a press- my first
2: impression of you?
4: I I liked you. <laughs> no. oh, I'm
2: just kidding. Uh no, I liked you at uh, first impression for sure.
4: I told I told Lindsay that the first time we had met that
2: was in LA. That's a good
4: first time. The first time you guys met.
2: We were in LA. We
4: were in LA. Oh wow. No but no, the first time we met you said I no, not in LA. Oh, the
2: first time we met, yeah, you made fun of me.
4: Yeah. What did you say? Well, he had just won a CCA with Peter. That's Which a Canadian you... Comedy Award if you're not in the biz. <laughs> yes, yeah. in the biz.
2: CCAs. A
4: Canadian Comedy Award. You had won multiple, and you can finish the story as well. What did I say to you?
2: Um, we were at an audition, and she said, Yeah, no, I remember your speech. You guys uh, thanked each other and walked off. <laughs> Something like that. And it wasn't, it was more, much more sweet than that. It was like, Cause we'd already won uh, the the uh, so this was the second one so this uh, our speech was um we'd already done our big speech you know
0: oh my god thank <laughs> you so much if you don't know Chris Wilson is a part of a group called Peter and Chris mm-hmm. with a guy named you guessed it Peter Peter and yeah. Uh, yeah they just every time I'm on the fringe circuit Peter and Chris are, are always in a venue that's three times bigger than mine and selling it out. And uh, yes. they're just very
4: successful, in the way Canadian comedy awards. <laughs> very <laughs> successful, so I burnt him the second I could, and just to yeah. make myself feel. So validated. just
2: imagine if when I every time I speak, that my you're imagining me with my eyelids just shut, and I'm like kind of looking down at you a little bit.
4: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> But the first time we hung out we were in I'm changing subject and uh, yeah. <laughs> we were in Los Angeles and we went and saw um, not great comedy together. Which I thought was really a bonding experience. Do you remember oh. that? Oh, we went yeah. and saw a few shows together?
2: Yeah, no yes.
4: Yeah. Yeah. We bonded yeah.
2: over I don't remember the shows. Me neither. Oh.
4: But there we were hmm. very LA I've really wow. taking
2: like a snooty persona for this and it's not really who
4: I am oh really that's not who you are <laughs> no do you okay, find okay. people like who are not used to podcasts they really put on like a little thing that you have to take down no you know what like what do you mean by a little thing like you know like when you start recording a podcast and you have to be like here we go we're doing this thing and then some people are like they change a bit
0: yeah some people get really positive with me or they think they're like on ET
4: Canada or something <laughs> and i'm like and you're like it's all about the we're women. in Talking a car <laughs> Yes, <Yeah. First time. laughs> yeah. and, and you know what it's just all about the work and that just is what it is yeah some people yeah.
0: get kind of promo with me and i'm like know this show listen to the show everyone's spilling their guts you got to spill the guts yeah I love mm. okay guys yeah um let's talk more first yeah. first kiss do either of you have a good first kiss memory
2: yeah, um, my first kiss. It was it was at a school dance in grade six.
4: That's so nice.
2: And uh, my there's three best friend boys dating three best friend girls. I was one of the best friend boys um my girlfriend's name was jamie and we all like planned our kiss at the dance so oh my we were, god basically we just kind of stood around each other as you know david and brooke kissed and uh seven jess <laughs> these are real names not not pulling back seven jess kissed and then uh jamie and i kissed
4: <laughs> did it go great it
2: was just pecs just like
0: Wait, why did you... so? This is kind of like a very positive version of a suicide pact. You guys, <laughs> you guys all said like, "Oh, we're gonna," like you guys all made a plan. Like the boys made a plan or the girls made a we plan. We all
2: made it together. with like, let's six let, people okay. made whoa, it it's together. It's like very, it's a very free, very free love. His plus. eyes are <laughs> shut.
4: No, his eyes are shut. That's He's talking ridiculous. His
0: eyes. Um, it
2: was um. We just were like, we should all kiss. Not like we should all kiss, but like. You know how when um, girls come up and they go like, you know, you get your best friend to to say it for your friend or for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, Jamie likes you. Do you like her? And then you report back, and it's a lot of, and that's how the that's how we became boyfriend girlfriend immediately over the course of about three hours one day. <laughs> you
0: never even spoke to this woman directly. Well, we had
2: spoken. We were in the same class together. How wouldn't how would I also would I have known them?
0: Okay, fair enough. We weren't
2: in the same class. His
0: first love. <laughs>
4: so that was your first kiss. That's an insane first kiss. Yeah, we all kissed, and a it was nice. Group first kiss. It was a group a nice activity. activity. We all watched. Mine was. <laughs> I, I mean, t- we all watched. I mean, yeah. We did. Uh, I couldn't honestly give it away to anybody. Um, like I would have dated anybody who was a, a, like interested in me. Oh my like God, you and I are so similar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I was just like, no one has a crush on me. No one likes me. And so my first. Um, Kiss was in a play for our town. Um yeah, I got cast in this play, and then the guy um was really gross and weird and um he was like we have to kiss for at least thirty seconds which like we have all done a stage kiss here. That's like a really long time. absurd An
2: absurd, is a big an absurd stage amount of time. Kiss. And
4: I was like And you announced it. Yeah, and I was really, really upset. Um because like, yeah, His name was Matt. He was like kind of pervy. And I remember one day we were rehearsing um, and before the kiss and I had to run somewhere across the cafeteria and he was on a mic and he went, look at those things go, which meant my boobs because I was running, you know, and here they were. But um, my first kiss was that and I was so sad. But then I didn't really get my first romantic kiss until I was in my 20s.
3: What? I you? know. Really? I, th- I
4: know. I She's know. very good looking. Thank you. Oh my God, that's so nice. Uh, I'm going to do this podcast forever now. But um, <laughs> yeah, but I remember my first kiss was in Our Town, which is just like a sad place. Some really. pervy guy. Some pervy guy who was just like, couldn't wait to kiss me. The French kiss is just, especially like teen boys whose like, hygiene is already so questionable. It's like... So nasty. It is nasty, not Oh, isn't it? God. Were you a big Frencher?
2: No. I'm, I'm to this day, I'm not really, like, a Frencher.
4: Unless, <laughs> you, know? unless you have a group nearby you're going, and you're all together. <laughs> oh, yeah, together. <laughs> yeah. my
2: best bros are watching.
4: <laughs> <laughs> then I'm going to French for sure. <laughs> I'm, then I'm a going to full French. French. Oh, okay,
0: I'm going to get even more personal. Okay. okay. Okay, we started with kissing. Yeah. We already had a virginity story on the episode. Uh... Do you guys have any memorable
4: first time first sexual time. experiences? Um
2: yeah.
4: yeah, I mean like I I really look back cuz like everyone has really interesting first times like it was like profound and but like mine was just like really nice. Like I I think I was, still didn't know how sex worked. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like women don't my girlfriends and I didn't even really talk about it. So it was all quite, like, I didn't, I was like, what's a blowjob? I didn't even know. In your 20s? No, I figured it out by my 20s, but I was like, but in my 20s, I was still like, how do you do that? Wow. That's great. Yeah. Because my one friend Alicia was a wrestler in high school, and she was giving handies and always getting turned down. You know, rough hands. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my so God. So I was just like, didn't have good... <laughs> That's no. so funny, huh. but anyways. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah, my boyfriend had like a ponytail and we had like Counting Crows playing. And... Which song? Mr. Jones. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, I was going to guess Mr. Jones.
4: No, no, it was like in a, it was in my university dorm. Wait, at York. Which, what does the Mr. Jones one sound like? Is that the no, Mr. It wasn't. Mr. Jones, Jones! and me? <laughs> It was yes, for Nothing. sure, like, it was for sure, like, a mix a mix of, like, Counting Crows, Dave Matthews band. Oh, wow. Crash um, into me. Oh, Crash into me. Yeah. I mean, I would still have sex with that song to this day. Crash,
2: Crash. into <laughs> me. And then you guys did.
4: And then we did. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> what about you, Chris?
2: I guess, actually, no, my, my first... Uh, time was uh, over the course of a, a weekend uh, of going to a John Mayer concert um, <laughs> are you so,
0: joking
2: so I oh, on Valentine's Day of all, of all the weekends February f- uh, 14th in case oh, uh, you've f- oh. forgotten which that day that was
0: <laughs> I haven't been single that long it was uh,
2: <laughs> Maroon 5 opened for John Mayer and um, to this day this and age it would be their, their way around I think
0: actually that's a good point
2: very popular band now um, <laughs> we enjoyed Maroon 5 more we, d- we did that's uh, a great
0: concert Actually, it was good. a good
2: concert and we did went.
0: John Mayer only have your Bodies of Wonderland at that this point? was
2: that this was that um, Room for Squares album tour I loved it I
0: mean,
4: uh, Bodies of
2: Wonderland it. there was um, I wanna run through
4: the oh,
2: halls I wanna scream yeah. at the top of my lungs
0: so it was that one
2: Cut all that out. Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah, oh, I remember um, we, because she wasn't quite my girlfriend yet. We were like, she was a work friend and we were kind of like dancing around if we liked each other when we both did. And she said, do you want to go to the John Mayer concert in Vancouver? So this is, I grew up in Victoria. Uh, So that's like a, that's a couple nights. You got to plan it. You got to get a hotel room. Um, to go to this concert. So, we booked two separate hotel rooms as well. Um, 19. 19. Mm-hmm. We booked two separate hotel rooms because neither of us wanted to like fully commit to the idea of what we both wanted to do. Right. Which was hook up, for sure. And then date. Uh, which we did. But we still booked the two hotel rooms and we did only stay in the one hotel room. But and we didn't ask for a refund. We could have. We, I bet you we could have.
4: Hmm. That's the takeaway from the whole beautiful serenity. Serenity. We lost two
2: hundred dollars and my virginity, not hers. She already had lost it.
4: Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> did you ask her if she had? Like, did you have that conversation?
2: This is all flooding back to me now. I pretended that I had also not um, mm.
4: classic, move. not
2: have my virginity.
4: See, I, I pretended
2: to not have my virginity. Yet. That
4: sucks. Yeah, yeah I
2: robbed myself of, of that moment.
4: I remember asking my boyfriend, I was like, You're a virgin too, right? And he was like, What? No. <laughs> I was like, Oh, sick. <laughs> <laughs> Just assumed he
0: was. Well, you were in your 20s, right? I was in my 20s. Okay. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> and I was like, We're all virgins, right, guys? <laughs> okay. Um, I see that Stacy's drinking a beer next to me. Mm-hmm. So it made me think here. Yes. And I'm thinking, when was uh, the first
4: time you got drunk? Oh, oh I remember this. Me too. Um, <laughs> so I was such a prude and um, <clears throat> was, like, never really drinking illegally. And, like, we go to bush parties because I'm from the country. And, like, everyone would be, like, smoking weed and, like, drinking. And I was just, like, would never. Because I was, like, my mom, my parents will find out. Even though my parents are, like, <laughs> like... They're like full trailer trash. They wouldn't care. Uh, and I say that with love. But um, my mom bought me Mike's Hard Lemonades for prom. I uh, love
3: that.
4: And we got in the party bus and she was like, here you go. And I was like, got wasted at prom. Um, and I only had two of them. And I, kept, I kept saying, I don't want to get too silly. I'm so <laughs> silly right now. And I was on Mike's Hard Lemonade. And then I just really told everyone what I thought of them. On Mike's? On Mike's, I was just on Mike's, oh, like shit. this oh, man. one That's guy in our a... high school. He was just like, he was like, yeah, I think I've got a crush on so and so, and I was like, you're gay. We know you're gay. Oh. It's okay. <laughs> Come out to us.
0: So, like I was like, Too Mike's <laughs> hard truth. Yeah. Mike's
4: hard truths. Honestly, all it
2: takes is one to get there when you're because it's school. so sugary. Oh. I know.
4: Oh yeah. Um, but I remember my mom giving me those, and I. Like, it's so funny. And then I have the photo of my first hangover, which was the day after prom, and I'm wearing a Jesus is my homeboy t shirt because, like, that's when that was uh, popular. Do you guys remember those shirts? No. Was it from, like, Blue Notes or something? Yeah, it was like, I just had a t shirt. It was Jesus. It's just a Jesus is my homeboy. I remember that. It wasn't yes. religious at all, but I wanted to be cool. And, I, like, anyways, that was my first hangover, too. <laughs> wow. My
2: first hangover, I remember <laughs> it was obviously after the first time I got drunk. But I remember pouring myself a big glass of milk.
4: Really? i <laughs> being on the changed?
2: phone with my best friend and we were both like, we should do that more often. That was so fun. As I'm chugging this big glass of milk, realizing that that's not a good hangover cure. <laughs> I was t- doing a, I was like, oh, I bet you it'll coat your stomach or something. Oh my, you barf up? I absolutely barfed, yeah.
4: You barfed up, Rob?
2: Yeah, barfed up.
4: I'm learning I think so was much mgd about
2: was the first thing i got drunk off of and it was probably only two miller genuine draft
0: oh wow my I'm friend
2: uh saul i'm not changing the names we were at <laughs> paul and troy's uh house party in high school was when i got drunk first these guys were twins hot dudes paul and troy <laughs> paul and troy for sure they were t- definitely like athletic one was a bit like... You went like, at a Twins
4: party tonight? Paul Troy's? Absolutely. I've Paul never heard was, of an ugly Troy.
2: Oh, no. Troy was like a thicker Paul.
4: Oh God. <laughs> and you know what? He's like
2: Paul, exactly. with a, Paul with a bee sting, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh, I he, should change the got He got more milk. That's what <laughs>
2: yeah, happened. Really?
0: I don't know. Troy got no, more milk. He probably anyway, stopped anyway, harder. they were, um,
2: were good looking popular guys and they threw this big grad party. Uh, in grade 12, it's so many people came. And it was, I think, so many people's first time getting drunk. Because there was a <laughs> lot of puke. I remember a lot of puke, oh, and a lot God. of it was because of me. I remember having, I don't know how many I had. I want to say less than five. Uh, but it was, I, I remember... Barfed everywhere. I, I'm told that I was sitting at the top of his stairs, like, you know, eyesha, eyelids closed again. Um, just like, kind of like... And then I leaned over to puke and I grabbed his speaker and I puked into the circle of his, like, it was like a little bowl, right? So it looks like pukeable. So I just puked into this guy's speaker and then he saw me do that. And this part I do remember, he grabbed me, like, by the scruff and I was at the top of the stairs and he threw me down the stairs as I vomited on, like, a lot of people's shoes, I think. I was not... This was like definitely a coming out of my shell moment in wow. uh, high school. Cause I remember coming back to high school on Monday and I had become um, like talked, like I was being talked about for sure. But in like that high school way of like, Chris, man, <laughs> you, oh, dude, you were wasted. And I became a little bit more popular because I puked all over... Um,
4: That's amazing. I'm so happy shares. it happened. Yeah,
2: just being a story. And then I was in the musicals and people watched me in the musicals.
4: I'm so wow. glad I started drinking. You know?
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm so much better for it.
0: Um, Guys. Yes. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really want you to take a second promo and talk about the main stage show you're in right now because everyone must go i saw it it was wonderful
4: it's very nice of you to say it's very funny uh,
2: second city in toronto yep it's called walking on bombshells you don't need to know the title of the show if you just show up on tuesday through uh
4: sunday if you call and say can i see uh, the second city show they'll go yeah no problem come and we'll be so happy that you're here it's not
2: a monday it's our show
4: yeah. So come on out. It's so, so yeah, so that's nice. what it's about. That's what the show's <laughs> about. Uh, and you should definitely
0: You've done this job. This is the answer you give. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Anything you guys want to promo? Your social media things going on? Oh yes. yeah, sure.
2: Um, my Instagram handle. I'm Chris Wilson. The letter I. The letter M. Then Chris Wilson. Yeah. Not I am, but I'm.
0: He didn't break eye contact while saying it. It was <laughs> great. No, it was it was a real
4: feat to watch. Um mine is the Stacey McG M C G. And um I have a podcast called Regular Girls Podcast. And you should listen to it. What? That. Yeah, yeah you listen I want to I wanna be on the podcast. Please come on, I read tarot cards. We'll read your tarot. <gasps> I read tarot cards all the time. Great. You can fun. read mine and I'll read yours. Great. We'll read our decks. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Can we clap out? we we'll clap, clap out. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs>
0: That's it! That brings us to the end of this episode of Truth Be Told, My First Time. And remember guys, remember that everything you've ever done habitually in your life started with a first time. So you're never too old to try something new. You're not. like Try something new, you don't, you don't know what will become your new passion. We're always growing, we're always changing. So make sure you're having lots of new first-time experiences. It keeps you young, so I hear. I want to thank my guests who were so great on the show and uh, who, who took a chance and for the first time were on this show. See, it's all in the theme. It's all on brand. It was their first time on the show. Uh, thank you to Ryan Belleville, Sarah Stunt, Stacey McGonigal, and Chris Wilson. You guys were awesome. Thank you for sharing your experiences. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can. My handle is at mullow. That's L-I-N-D-S-O-M-U-L-L-O. Thank you to Matthew Reed, who did the music for this show. Thank you to Catherine Fogler, who did the podcast photography. Thank you to Kurt Furla for doing the artwork on that podcast photography. Thanks to Cody Crane and Michael Mangiardi. Those are the guys at the Sonar Network. They upload this show, they help me out so much. Thank you guys. Thank you to Trevor Pullman for being my partner in crime in the editing room. And uh, if you're looking to see video clips of Truce Be Told, there's a few, there's not a lot. They're on YouTube, just search Truce Be Told Podcast. All right guys, thanks again for tuning in. I look forward to making more episodes for you. And I look forward to your feedback. Please give me your feedback. I want to know what's up. I, I love hearing what you think of the show. And I and I write back. I do. I do. If you're, if you're not creepy, I write back. All right, guys. Till next time. Bye-bye.